0: Welcome to our Frontline City Church Podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. Amen. How exciting is this? What a word. Thank you, Leanne. Thank you guys for honoring me on Father's Day. It's so special. It's so different to preach to an empty church, so you at home has to interact and be part of it. Let us know where you're watching from. I see there's a bit more people online today than normally, so let us know where you're watching from and what is happening. I believe God wants to speak to his people through you, even if you are at home. You know, online ministry is very different to direct ministry. But I have been sometimes in online services, with other words, sitting at home and watching a service and the Holy Spirit pitched up and I've seen people fall on their face crying right in that kind of atmosphere. And that's what I'm praying for today, that this wouldn't just be something you listen to, but this will be something that you receive in your heart, in your process, and that God will touch you right where you are in your home. So I want to speak about fathering. And I want to speak about three types of fathers for this one. The first one is God the Father. You cannot ever understand fathering until you know God. And every other type of fathering, be it spiritual fathering or natural fathering, is about reflecting the heart of God the Father. God has given us somebody that if you're saved or not saved, even the worst person in the world has that natural inclination and a care for those that they have fathered. And that is a picture of who God is. And sometimes we mess it up as natural fathers, but ultimately we have the example of the godly father. Secondly, I wanna talk to the natural fathers, those who are dads, those who have got children, young or old, um, and speak into the natural fathers today. Thirdly, I wanna speak to the spiritual fathers. I want to explain the concept a little bit and speak to people about what is this thing that people in Frontline calls me dad and mom, mom, what is this thing? And I want to say front out, start by saying this. Never ever say mom or dad out of peer pressure. Never ever say mom or dad because you think it's the right thing to do. Only use that title if you have in your heart of hearts out of a free will decided that this is somebody that must take care of you the way that a natural father does, than the way that a natural mom does from nothing else. We're going to start and touch base again on what we did on Friday in Proverbs 23 uh, from verse 22. It says, listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she's old. Oh, doesn't that just speak to today's teenagers? Mom and dad, you're old. You don't understand what we're going through. You never grew up in times like this. Hey, doesn't the teenagers think they've got all the answers and we have no clue? man, you're missing out. You don't understand, and we understand we've all been there. We had our teenage years. We had our rebellious years. But there's some wisdom that is carried in those that have gone before you that you cannot pick up from anywhere else. And I was saying to somebody yesterday that sometimes the wrapping is difficult to get past, because you want to be independent and you want to do your own thing and you think you're the boss, you throw out the gem or the jewel that is inside the wrapping because you get stuck on the outside. And this is what I want to say. The Bible says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she's old. Buy the truth and don't sell it. Wisdom, instruction, and insight as well the father of a righteous child has great joy. A man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. And it doesn't matter if it's God the father, a natural father, or a spiritual father. But when you see a son or a daughter in God, take up that which God has given you and make a success out of it. Then I know it brings joy to God the father, it brings joy to your natural father, and it brings joy to your spiritual father. In 1 Corinthians 4, Paul writes, I don't write these things to shame you, but to warn and advise you as my beloved children. That's the challenge here, is that people think when somebody speaks up about correction that they're doing it to shame them. They're doing it to insult them. Man, I've seen it sometimes when I try and correct somebody. Their eyes just glaze over. And they've decided already that I'm speaking nonsense, that it's a waste of time. For even if you were to have 10,000 teachers to guide you in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers. So the Bible talks about many. It's good to get advice from many, but you can only have one father. And I'm talking about a spiritual father. For I became your father in Christ Jesus, yet you would not have many fathers. Um, the Amplified this says also, I became your father in Christ Jesus through the good news of salvation. You see, if you have a spiritual father who just wants the title, I'm your boss, I can demand stuff from you, you better serve me, you better honor me, then it's not in Christ. Then it is out of his own situation. It, you, you would not have many fathers who either led you to Christ And assumed responsibility for you. So it's either one or two of those things. He must have led you to Jesus or he has assumed responsibility for you. And became your father in Christ Jesus through the good news of salvation. So I urge you to be imitators of me. Just as a child imitates his father. So the word I'm trying to do is that God gives us fathers on earth natural and spiritual fathers to give us something to help us to relate to him. Now our natural fathers mess up. Our spiritual fathers mess up. And it's even worse when a spiritual father messes up. But we are not perfect as fathers. I've made many mistakes, both as a natural father and as a spiritual father. And I've hurt people unnecessarily, And I've said the wrong thing at the wrong time. And I've put my foot in it. I have that disease of Foot and mouth disease, where I put my foot in my mouth more times than what I should. But that is not God. God's heart is always for you. God's heart is always there to be you. But He puts natural and spiritual fathers there to be able to give you somebody to imitate, somebody to follow, somebody to look up to. And I've seen, even in the fathers that make many mistakes, That children still find the good in it, because that is the natural process that God has. You know, I want to say my dad, my natural dad, he was a redhead like Jared, but he was a stormy man with many things that bothered him. He only gave his life to Jesus shortly before he passed away. And in the years in between, there was addictions, and there was trouble, and violence, and anger, and All kinds of stuff. And communications with him, I'd rather go to the dentist than spend five minutes talking to my dad. We would drive from Neisner to Durban to fetch parts for his boats. And we wouldn't speak five words in the eight hours in the car. And those five words would be give me water or are we stopping here for the toilet or anything like that. Anything of real communication was difficult. But he was still my hero. He did so many things right. He worked his hands to the bone for us as a family. He always cared for us, even if he couldn't express it. Even if his own challenges made that he couldn't show it. He never hugged us or kissed us or any of those things. I had no idea what it is like to be hugged by a father since I was three or four years old. But I still loved him and he is still such a pillar in my life. And then as a teenage boy, he passed away, and he left this gap that just nothing and nobody could fill. But God sent men of God into that place, men of God that said, I'll take responsibility for you, I'll pray for you, I'll walk with you. And most of them messed up terribly. Most of them rejected me at some stage for some reason, but they were still there for me in times, and I thank God for each one of them in the times that they stood in and brought me to a place. In the last couple of years, I've had Apostle Nikki as my spiritual dad and that's been such a change. I still don't talk to my dad every day and speak to him like that because it's just not easy for me. But I know that there's somebody there that I can turn to day and night and it changes life. So I wanna say celebrate your dad with all of his mistakes, with all of his weaknesses, Whoever you are, celebrate your natural dad and celebrate your spiritual dad and look for the characters of God in your father because that's his job is to be a representation of God the Father. Men of God, I want to challenge you to rise up and be imitators and be the ones who reflect God the Father to your families, to your community, and to your church. You have been called, and I know I'm talking now, to many fathers. You have been called to reflect the love of God the Father to the people around you. It's time that we rise up as men and saying, I'll overcome my challenges, and I'll care. I'll come, overcome my challenges, and I'll tune in to the heart of God so that I can reflect Him. If you as a dad are not tuning into the heart of God, then there's no way you can reflect the heart of God. So God is calling men today and saying, come on, men, come and hear my heart. Come and catch who I am. Come and understand what I've done for humanity so that you can reflect it, so that your children will have and saying, I knew a dad that really cared for me. I knew a dad that I could speak to. I knew a dad that could carry my burdens. And that is our job as men Another thing as we are in the midst of this COVID wave right now, and so many fathers have been plucked out of their place prematurely in this pandemic thing. It has a responsibility on the next generation to pick it up and saying, I will father the fatherless, I will father those that have lost a dad, I will father those who need somebody to represent God. And this is the calling of God for all of us, that we get that process right of understanding that this COVID is not just a pandemic. It is a spiritual force that is trying to get the next generation. And it's up to us, the remnant, the survivors, those who overcome this thing, to saying, we're standing up and you can count on us. And there is many who will be fatherless in this time. And... I'm praying for many men and women to stand up and take up that role. Yes, I include women, because in today's day, so many women has to run the father role alone because of single-parent families, because of the lack of fathers. Then the women stand up, and my mom is one of those that have stood up and taken the role of a dad for four children at a young age, as was shared on Women of Valor recently. If you haven't heard What she shared, just go check out on YouTube, the woman of valor of last week. We must stand up for this to give the society leadership and to provide role models. We cannot just exist for ourselves, we have to exist for the next generation. And not only our own children, but children in the home cell, children in the people around you, children in the complex around you. You have to be their father. Paul talks about Timothy like this in 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 1 to 5. Um, I have been chosen by Jesus Christ to be his apostle according to God's perfect plan. Our brother Timothy joins me in writing to you and all the holy believers throughout the Roman provinces of Achaia. My undeserved favor and endless peace be yours continually from our Father God. What is that? Undeserved favor and peace be to you continually from our Father God. So when you understand that that's what a father wants to give you, is undeserved favor. When If your child is taking part in any sporting event, you somehow want to take him forward. You somehow want him to win. Irrespective of how good or bad he is, you, because he's your child, you want to give him favor. Because you give, he's your child, you want to see him succeed. And that is what the favor of God is. It comes out of the heart, the father heart of God. So, For you to understand the favor that God has on you, you have to understand the Father heart of you. So let's read that again. My undeserved favor and endless peace be yours continually from our Father God and from our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. All praises belong to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he is the Father of tender mercy and the God of endless comfort. You see... People have such a distorted view of God. Because hell exists, they think hell is a representation of God. But here we get the picture. He is full of tender mercy and he is full of endless comfort. I cannot explain when I go through tough times. It sometimes takes me a while to actually get to grips with God. It sometimes actually I fight it on my own and I try and deal with it and I try and work it out. But eventually... I get into that place with God where I can actually hear his comfort and I can receive his peace and I can understand that he loves me even though I've made mistakes. That tender mercy. Today I'm going to speak to anybody that says I'm not good enough for God to love me. I want to say your father God loves you. Your father God has mercy upon your mistakes more than what you can ever imagine. Verse 4, listen to this powerful word. He always comes alongside us to comfort us. God always comes alongside you to comfort you. When you are in a struggle, how good is it to know that you have a father alongside you? How good is it to know that you have a daddy God that is interested in your real and strong issues that you might have? He always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in a painful trial. There's something that happens when you have an encounter with God and that is that you want to take that same encounter to somebody else. If you tell me that you have had an encounter with God but your care for others hasn't changed, I'm doubting your encounter. Because every time We read Psalm 51 in the last couple of weeks, about two weeks ago. We ministered on that. And it was exactly what David said when he started repenting. He said, I will teach others your ways. You can go read it in Psalm 51. Jabez, when he was crying out from his place of pain, said, I will go and teach others your mercies. Whenever you have an encounter with God about something that you did wrong, or something that must change in your life, immediately it comes that you want to walk next to somebody else who's going through that. So I get people that saying, but I'm getting nothing out of home cell. I'm getting nothing out of church. Why should I tune in? Because I'm not getting anything. Well, you're not supposed to be getting something. You're supposed to be giving something. It says here, he always comes alongside us to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in a painful trial. Do you know what's the best way to deal with your pain? It's To help somebody else go through the same pain. Somehow, when you take on the extra weight of somebody else's pain, you get stronger. And that is the heart of a father. We overcome as fathers... As we walk with somebody else in a trial, we overcome the thing that comes against us as we stand up and we address that very thing. We can bring them the same comfort that God has poured out on us. So you go to God for comfort so that you can pour it out on somebody else. And just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own sufferings, even more of God's comfort will cascade upon us through our union with Christ. If you're going through a hard time, what is being formed in you is a tender mercy that will understand others going through that same hard time. When you feel you can't cope anymore, when you feel you can't hold out anymore, then it's your time to put your arm around somebody else. Say, so let me carry you. And we what happens to us, the modern day Christians, we suddenly become independent. I can scarcely stand, so I can just focus on my own issues and I can just gonna, I'm gonna make it through this thing. And we cast away God's way of coming in next to somebody else who's also in a trial. I don't want you to know I'm going through a trial because then my image is blurred. Then my image gets not so good anymore. And you know what happens? I can't come next to you then because just now you see that I'm also suffering. So people, let's take off the masks. Dads, even for your children, sometimes they can know that you're suffering. Sometimes they can know that you're going through a hard time. Sometimes they can know that you're hurting. But they can see that in the midst of that, you are still able to stand next to them and walk with them and believe in them and trust God to do something incredible in their life. Oh, Yen! there's a promise in 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 18. This is one of the greatest promises that God gave us. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters says the Lord Almighty. When the God of heaven and earth says, Hannes, I'm going to be your daddy. Hannes, I'll take care of you. And he can call each one of your names. I can't call every name out now. But he goes to everyone and to each one of us this morning, this is his word. I will be a father to you. If you get Adopted into a very, very wealthy family, you will have blessings. Your family will take care of every single need that you have. There's so many beautiful stories of adoption that has changed the direction of somebody's life. And that is what we are understanding under God's fatherhood, is that he doesn't stand there ready to judge us. He stands there ready to encourage us, to lead us, to guide us. Yes, even through your rebellious years, he sends people to speak into your life. He sends people to guide you because you're not spending time with him. You don't want to hear from him. He puts people there to say, hey, watch out, be careful. What did we read in the beginning? In Proverbs, listen to your father who gave you life, and don't despise your mother when she's old. Buy the truth and don't sell it. Wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. The father of a righteous child has great joy, and a man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. You see, God is saying, I want to be your dad who's proud of you. I want to be the dad who believes in you. I want to be the dad who does the best for you. And for that, I bring in natural parents and spiritual parents to guide you and encourage you and stand with you. Sometimes to kick your butt and sometimes to just adjust your attitude a little bit. But ultimately, it comes from a place of believing in you. It comes from a place of saying, I am going to see what God has called this one to be to the end. I'm going to stand with this young one and teach them and guide them and love them into wholeness. Because that love of a father and a mother, that parental love brings wholeness wherever it operates. So I want to say, church, yeah, that God has said I will be a father to you. And you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. I want to pray into that one right now. If you feel lonely, if you feel orphaned, if you feel that you're missing that love of a father, then I want to say right now, understand that God says, I will be your dad. I will be your dad. And that whatever gap you are feeling is filled in the name of Jesus. Whatever challenge you feel because... I don't have a dad like them. I don't have somebody that believes in me. I don't have somebody that's guiding me. Then I want to say you have a dad in Jesus. And our heart at Frontline City Church is to live out that same dad function in a practical way through our home cells and our small groups and prayer meetings. Oh, wow. Yesterday at prayer meeting, I just got such a, anointing to pray over those that was here that were facing storms and I just stepped into a dad role and started declaring that this is coming to an end that things are changing and God allowed me to do something that was mind-blowing and we didn't prepare for it or plan it but when the father heart of God takes over there's something that changes in my life as a spiritual dad and in the life of those that are here saying I want to receive from my spiritual dad I want God to live out who he is through the process of a spiritual debt that he's put in place. Malachi 4 and verse 6 says this. And he shall turn and reconcile the hearts of the estranged fathers to the ungodly children. And the hearts of the rebellious children... Uh, the plenty, the piety of their fathers, a reconciliation produced by repentance. You see, there's a process that comes from repentance. The hearts don't change just because they change. They change when both says, "I want to walk it in God's way. Children has to make a decision that yes, my mom and dad made mistakes. Yes. I can dislike them, and I can disagree with them, and I, can, I have the right to walk my own road. And yes, I agree with you 100%. You have the right to walk your own road. But don't let that come out of a rebellious heart. Don't let that come out of a heart that's far away from God. Turn your heart towards God. And God says, I will turn and reconcile the hearts of the fathers and the children out of a place of um, being repentance." And it says, lest I come and smite the land with a curse and a ban of utter destruction. You see, when we are not in line with our fathers and mothers, we are out of God's plan. We are out of God's process. And God is saying, I'm going to do a miracle. And I'm speaking today to dads that might not have spoken to their children in a long time. I'm speaking to dads that might not have said, I love you to the children in a long time. I'm speaking to the children that are hurting and the parents that are hurting. And I'm saying, God is saying, today I'm pouring an oil of reconciliation over that situation. I'm pouring an oil of reestablishing the father and mother relationships in the churches. I'm saying, you orphaned child, you might not be orphaned because your mom and dad has passed away, but you are orphaned because you are so separated from them. I'm doing a new thing. Keep on having faith in what God said about your parents and about what God said about your children. Read Malachi 4 verse 6 again and again and again over your relationship with your parents. Because God wants a country where parents' and children's relationship are whole. Spiritually and naturally. You know, as spiritual father It is a privilege when somebody says, I choose to call you dad. Not because you're my dad, but because I choose to. That is something that shifts in the atmosphere. Something changes when I do that. It changes in my heart, and it changes in the spiritual realm, and it changes in your heart. But I don't demand it because then it's false. I don't expect it, and I don't operate differently to somebody who doesn't feel that that's their place. But I know that there's something that God does. He's done it for me, and he's done it so many times. When I went onto my phone, and I changed the name of Apostle Nicky to Dad, Apostle Nikki, something happened in my heart, because I was like battling to call him Dad, and a bit uncomfortable, and how does it really work? And I had so many questions. But changing his name on my phone changed the whole process. Because suddenly, he wasn't just Apostle Nicky, distant and far away. He was Dad. So I want to challenge you if God is saying to you, change the name on your cell phone. Allow that to happen. Because it's a natural process that God is going to do. And God is establishing men and women to take care of the church. But specifically this time and today, we're focusing on the men and the dads and saying, dads, rise up. I am so disappointed that in church there's more women than men. Because it means men are not taking up their role means that men are standing back and saying, let the woman do it. Church is for women. The things of God is for the softies. I'm too much of a man to be involved in the things of God. You're not enough of a man to be involved in the things of God. You're not enough of a man to put your arm around somebody else that is struggling and saying, I'm going to carry you through. You're not enough of a man to stand up and say, count me in. Jesus has called me and he has anointed me to do something. It's time the men rise up into their position. And the whole next generation will be different if the men of this generation rise up and stand up and say, count me in, I'll take care of the orphans, I'll take care of the fatherless. I've been in a church where there was a program for fathers to reach out to the orphans. And you know what happened? One of the men that took up that role abused some of the children sexually that he stood up and said, I want to take care of them as a father. So I can't say it always goes right. But I will tell you this, that for that kind of thing, when you abuse that position that God has put in, you in for, there is a special judgment for you. And don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because some people mess it up. But check out who you submit to. Check out who you put into place. In church, I often maybe air to the too careful of appointing people, too careful to release people. But I'm telling you that God has appointed me to do this thing and appoint spiritual fathers and put people in place to lead the church into the next time. This post-COVID time is going to have Take a church that says we've counted the cost and we're standing up and we will not waver. We won't get our priorities mixed up because God has said, I'm going to do something in this new time. The economists are already predicting a great boom after the pandemic. I want to tell you, I'm predicting a great revival. I'm predicting that there's one father that passes away. There will be 10 that rise up and saying, count me in. I'm going to stand in the gap. For every one that the pandemic takes, there will be 10 who says, I'm going to give my life to God. And I'm going to serve him so powerfully that it's going to change the city. It's going to change the country. It's going to change the continent. Because God's heart is to turn the hearts of the father's to their children, and the heart of the children to their fathers. Come back to 1 Corinthians 4, where Paul says, Yet you would not have many fathers. Other translation says you would only have one father who led you to Christ and or assumed responsibility. But if you don't assume responsibility for somebody, don't call yourself his father. If you're not willing to say, I'm going to stand in the gap for that one, and I'm going to believe in them, and I'm going to fight for them in prayer, and I'm going to believe God to shift the atmosphere. Frontline, I want to speak specifically to those who call me dad. I am fighting in the spirit for you day and night, believing that God is going to shift, believing that God's going to take you to another level, believing that God's going to do something in your life that you've never seen before. I will never rest until I see the fullness of God in your life. I won't stop pushing and believing and praying and moaning until I see what God has said is going to come. Sometimes I know I step on toes. Sometimes I know I irritate some. Sometimes I know people can see the wrong and I'm not perfect. I do make mistakes. But man of God and woman of God, I believe that God has put me in this place to push in and create something in your life that no other process can. That no other process of submitting yourself to a spiritual dad and saying, okay, push me to the next level. Raise me up to that next place. Get me into the groove that God has placed for me. Because God has made a function for everyone. And I see some of my sons and daughters struggling and not rising up and not taking what God has got for them. Sometimes I'm frustrated with them and sometimes I'm frustrated with God and sometimes I'm frustrated with the devil. But ultimately, I know that the circumstance that you're in right now is not changing what God has said about you. You don't need a prophet from the outside or some great thing somewhere else to say that I believe in you and God's got a calling for you. Because God has placed me as a father to say over frontline, we are moving to another place. Not the entity or the grouping, but every individual is going to shift to another place. And that will pull the entity into another place. Every person in frontline, whatever your current struggle is, whatever your current trial is, I want to say I'm standing next to you to see you through, to see you rise up to the next level. And God has called me into that place. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would give us many fathers that rise up. You would bring people to a place where they know it's not about their own struggle. It is about the struggle of the community. It's about the struggle of the church. It is about the things of God. It cannot be about ourselves anymore. It cannot be about our petty party anymore. I've got many areas that I'm struggling in, many areas where I want to see greater victory. But while I'm going through what I'm going through, I'm committed to stand next to you. I'm committed to see God move in your life, even before he moves in my own life. Because I want to see God shift people into their place. Church, it's a time for standing up. It is a time for rising up. The orphan spirit that is so strong in the world today can only be dealt with by the spirit of fatherhood. can be dealt with. When we rise up and say to every single person, young or old, that God is here and God believes in you and God's going to take you through. And the church can truly come to grips with this word when God says, oh, sorry, <laughs> papers always stick together. When God says in 2 Corinthians 6 in verse 18, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters says the Lord Almighty. There's no more powerful love than when God says, it's not just Jesus loves you, which is great and wonderful, and Jesus is Lord, and those are powerful statements. But when the God Almighty comes and says, I will be your father. It means I love you. It means I'm going to protect you. It means I'm going to see you through. It means you can draw from me that which you need without feeling like an orphan that's begging for bread. Children don't beg their parents. They just say, Mom and Dad, I'm going to take a slice of bread. Mom and Dad, I'm hungry, what is there to eat? They don't come and beg, please give me the crumbs that fell off the table. The parents don't sit and eat steak and the kids get leftover breadcrumbs of three weeks ago. The children sit at the table and eat the best of the food with the parents. And that's how mentality has to shift from an orphan mentality to a mentality of a son in the house, a son sitting at the table with Almighty God. Let's close. Father, I believe that you've spoken into the hearts of men and women tonight, to this morning. Some might feel like, I don't know if I can ever be good enough. Some might feel even that they've been rejected by natural fathers, that they've been left without the care that they deserve. Some might feel that spiritual fathers, myself included, have not loved them the way they wanted to be loved. Some might feel that there's just no place for them in this heavenly realm of being in church and being part of what God does to do. But today I want to speak right into that hurt and say, son, daughter, child of God, you are loved more than what you can imagine. God cares for you in your trials, out of your trials, in your victories, and in your good days and bad days, in your rebellious days and your faithful days, in your honoring days, and in your days when you are not honoring. God cares through all of that. And he tries to put men into that place to represent him. And if they've messed up, if we've messed up, let me rather say that, if we have messed up as fathers, forgive us. But do not let that hold you back from God. Today, say to the orphan spirit inside of you, I am no orphan. I am a child of the almighty God and he said he will be my father. And he has placed men around me to walk with me on this road. I want to speak also to fathers. Sometimes we feel inadequate. Sometimes we feel, I don't know how to cross the gap that has come. I don't know how to step past the barriers that have risen up. But I can promise you that as somebody that's walked with God for 30 odd years, that I've seen every time that I thought there's a barrier I can't cross. When I ask God to give me the key on how to cross that barrier with somebody, God does give me the key on how to cross over. God says to us, he's given us the keys of the kingdom. That means we can cross every barrier that comes up against us. Well, if that one repents and if they do that and all of this, and we make it all their problem, God says... I've given you the key to cross whatever barrier there is. And you can never blame somebody else. The issue is you have to cross over. You have to change the place. Fathers, God is going to give you the key to reach your children, the ones that you thought are lost, the ones that you thought you'll never be able to reach. I'm declaring that God is bringing the hearts of the fathers and the hearts of the mothers to the hearts of the children, and that there will be repentance all over on a constant basis at this time as we celebrate Father's Day. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Father's Day. The last time I said, what am I eating on Father on, on this day, like half the church pitched up for takeaways, um, but there's a very, very nice leg of lamb that has been cooking for quite a long time in my house, and when I got up, early this morning to go and pray. The whole house just smelt like leg of lamb, and I really had to concentrate to stay away. So I'm looking forward to Father's Day lunch, so I'm ending this early so that I can go have lunch. (laughs) Have a great day, guys. We love you, and we appreciate you. Stay safe during this COVID time. Take it seriously. Don't operate in fear, but don't do stupid things either. Be in a safe place so that we can turn this thing around And keep on declaring God's word over this pandemic. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.